Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth podcast. I'm Justin Castle. And I'm Mike Margulies calling in today from Siem Reap, Cambodia. And we are also joined via Skype with my friend Lavina back in Maryland. Hey, Lavina. Hi, Mike. Hi, they Justin. Can't, they can't see Hello. you wave, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. And Lavina, actually, so Lavina and I, um, we went to college together back in Maryland. Uh, I guess we were on the same floor, sophomore year. And most recently saw an awesome Facebook status update from you, um, I guess related to your project, which I guess, by the way, is lav2africa.com with the number two, and sounded amazing uh, what you're doing. And so, yeah, what better way, uh, what better thing can I do than bring you on to talk about it? So, um, yeah, I don't know, why don't you, you can talk about whatever you want with this thing. Yeah. No, your awesome. story. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I guess a little bit about myself. I met Mike at Maryland. Um, Mike was a sophomore, I was a freshman, so that's a very good way to start college. You meet Mike, which is awesome. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> He's the it man. Is, it is <laughs> <laughs> or it was a terrible way to start college, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I want to compliment Mike more. Let's compliment Mike on his beard. Michael, you have a Oh, yeah, it struck beard. my ego. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so after you complimented Mike and you said, wow, what a cool dude, you, you guys just hung out a lot? Are you just casual friends? Or Pretty much, yeah, I would... moved down here from New Jersey and I was like, man, if, if this is what Maryland's like, I'm never going to leave. And that's exactly what happened. I'm still living in Maryland, uh, working <laughs> in D.C. And right after graduation, I started working as a news producer. And so working in D.C., covering everything that's political, whether it be the White House, Congress, all that good stuff, um, I decided, and it's always been a dream of mine, was to really step outside my comfort zone. And so it took five years um, to really build up the courage, which is a very long time, but also being in my mid-20s, maybe it's not so bad after all. Um, and everything decided, happens at the right time. That's that's the biggest takeaway from this entire experience. As much as I'm beating myself up for why did it take me so long to finally do this, mm -hmm. I'm going to make the most of it now. And so for the last year and a half, I have been kind of in the planning stages of what kind of organization do I want to devote my time to? What are the causes that matter to me? Um, and in 2011... Yeah, and so as, I guess some background, you, you do a lot of like charity kind of work as it is, right? I do, I've always been passionate about it. Um, I can't tell you exactly why most of my causes line up with HIV and AIDS. There's no reason behind it. I don't know anybody that's infected. I've, none of my family members have been around I, it. I know what um, it is. You, you watched Rent as a kid and <laughs> fell in love with the, with the musical Rent, and you're like, yes, that's it. Right? <laughs> person, I mean, every Indian child grows up watching Rent. You know, it's not Bollywood <laughs> movies. It's all about Rent for that's, us. That's it. That's it. Rent 24-7. <laughs> so you started watching Rent, and then? Pretty much. I'm all about musicals. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but, like, from a very young age, it's been really important to me. And I had this conversation today with a coworker who was like, why, why are you really dedicating yourself to something like this. Why aren't there other issues that mean a lot to you? And I thought about it and I was like, you know, my dad passed away from diabetes. 95% of the people on one side of my family have diabetes. Why haven't I really put myself headfirst into another cause or something more domestic? And I think it just comes down to the simple fact that, you know, 
the kids that I'm going to be working with and just kids around the world that are born with HIV are getting something that they didn't ask for. And I don't want yeah, to call Yeah, actually, it can you talk sentence. about what you're, I think just some more background of like what exactly you're doing. Yeah, so, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, I did a lot of research for a year and a half and I found all these organizations and so many of them, I mean, I think you guys, if you do the quick research, you'll find that a lot of these organizations that are international charge money to have volunteers come aboard. And I almost felt like if I'm gonna be leaving everything behind to come by and to volunteer and give myself and give my time, you know, that's the most I can give anybody. And I happened to stumble upon this organization, Sparrow. Mm -hmm. And what's really funny is that I actually heard about Sparrow while I was at an orphan fundraiser uh. in DC. I was at a fundraiser where, you know, you pay 50 bucks, you go have dinner, and all the money goes to orphans in the Middle East. And I happened to say during that dinner, like, I'd really love to do something where I go overseas. And um, a girl who had gone to Columbia University's med school mentioned that she had been in South Africa as part of her med school and she'd gone to this organization and she had worked with kids that had HIV and I was like, oh my God, this is everything that I've wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and she gave me all the information. I contacted Sparrow, um, went through a long application process. I had to write all these essays. Um, then I Holy went through crap. an interview. Yeah, I had to so they screen you pretty hardcore. <laughs> pretty much. And you know what? Honestly, I don't blame them because... They are providing housing for me, which is which is a huge cost that I don't have to worry about. Oh, okay. um, and so I can completely and I'm, and plus they're allowing me to really be with these kids, be with the kids. And so I can understand that they want to know that I bring something to the table. And so I went through a whole application process. I went through a phone interview process. Um, I had to come up with proposals for what I'll be doing for the kids. Um, because they want to know mm. that the, the kids get the most out of it. So me you as get well. to make up your own. Um, I guess your way of contributing, you kind of have some free I, reign there. I do. Um, actually, a month after I leave South Africa, they're getting another group of med school students coming from London. I am actually the first journalism student to be going there. Wow. Um, so ever, ever they, or just this year? Yeah, yeah. What? No, no, no ever. So what? Yeah, it's re it's really interesting. So I I asked them, you know, what my ideas. I don't have a med background. I can't really contribute on that level, but I did go to journalism school. Mm -hmm. um, I do enjoy yoga. I mean, those are two things that maybe I can help the kids with. Um, and they had said that, honestly, because of my background, they're happy to work with me to really mold it into something that the kids can take a lot away from. So my idea was to work with the kids on creative writing, and they actually really honed down the program and asked me to build something where I work with a group of teen girls and work with them on creative writing and really allow them to express themselves through writing, wow. um, which I'm really That's excited really cool. about. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'll be, I, I didn't mean, even realize you were doing that. <clears throat> As I know you were coming and bringing gifts and you were going to be teaching a little bit of yoga and that kind of thing. And yeah, I didn't even realize you are also doing the teaching writing and that's really cool. Yeah, I, I can't say that it'll be the best experience for them because <laughs> I haven't worked with kids. I'm an only child. I have no siblings and so... I'm, it's going to be a test of my patience on every level. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, so much of this entire experience from traveling alone to quitting my job and doing it to taking on all the financial stuff that comes with it and being so risk averse and, and doing something finally outside of my comfort zone, it's such a new experience overall that I think whatever I can give these kids, whether it be gifts, whether it be my time, whether it be a few yoga poses that help them with their breathing if they have health issues, or for girls that have never really talked about their feelings, if they can express that through writing, 
I think it's all a success in my eyes. I mean, it's yeah. not, I don't have benchmarks. It, the littlest thing will be considered a success for me. Wow. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And if you, and I actually had the opportunity to take a look at your, your website a couple times um, online. Um, I, if you wouldn't mind, why don't you, let me just pull, pull it's LA Live to Africa.com. LA yeah, LAV number two Africa. Africa.com. And uh, it speaks about yourself, it tells about Sparrow, it talks about uh, your cause, and you can even donate to her trip there if anybody would like to. Uh, it's definitely yes. a worthy, worthy Yeah, and you, and you were just telling us, um, so you met the initial goal, but of course that you can always, it seems like you can find, always find good uses for more. Um, and so still you decide to keep raising funds. Um, and try to provide more for these children, which is which is fantastic. Um, and I think the fact that you got that much support so quickly just goes to show, um, you know, you're doing a good thing. And so that's, yeah, it's all good stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, you know, looking at the lav2africa.com, I saw that you, and you even mentioned just now, that you're, like, extremely risk-averse, which I can sometimes tend to be now how yeah. how like conservative of a risk taker are you like do you have a like a story of <laughs> that shows this like like how long did it take you to choose college <laughs> or like um <laughs> brace yourself for this one. <laughs> oh god <laughs> i don't think so i even know, know like, this story <laughs> <laughs> So you have so many people that are like, well, I really want to go to this school because the location's awesome. I had a school that was providing a full scholarship and then, you know, incidental fees to come attend there. I had University of Maryland. I had another school I'd gotten into. And while all my friends are really excited about senior year, I'm sitting there making a list and considering every pro and con and that goes down to calculating how much I was going to walk away with student loans so at age 17 I calculated the end of my student loan process and so they're taking a risk it's just so mind-boggling I just bought a car a few years ago and did the whole institute of highway safety how many car accidents have there been you know, what roads do they happen on? How are the tires? How much are the tires going to cost me? Like everything is so calculated. And so when it came to something like this, it was all about, you know, what shots would I have to get? Is it more than measles, mumps, rubella? Do I have to be worried about something else if I'm here? And just what could possibly go wrong? You know, is there a warning on the state department website about being in this country? Oh, wow. Um, I don't take risks too easily. (laughs) (laughs) It's that, wow, just... Just from that, uh, from that little speech, I can tell that, <laughs> that that's a, a major, like, uh, it sounds like it's like a panic-inducing thing almost until you analyze the crap out of it. I'm very, I'm very similar. I'm not identical, but I understand. Let me put it that way. Um, I'm really glad you guys can't see all the gray hair I have from, from stress <laughs> about all of it. <laughs> okay. So I can only imagine what the process was like for you um, trying to decide to quit your job and go to Africa. Did you make a list? <laughs> oh, did I make a list? <laughs> a list, and I think for me also I internalize things. I don't 
necessarily vocalize it to people that even if even if they're close to me it's nothing personal it's just maybe it's an only child tendency it's just i go through Mm. every possible scenario mentally and i will lose sleep over it and keep myself awake and i can tell you i interviewed with sparrow in october um and all of september there were nights that i was sleeping for 30 minutes at a time like i just wasn't sleeping i was making myself sick over just trying to figure out what can I do? What's my purpose in this world? And I almost felt like the few times that I did tell people, you know, I really want to find my purpose in the world. Every time I vocalized it, I was like, am I a crazy person? Like, why am I, why am I thinking I don't have a purpose in this world? You know, like, obviously I do. You know, there's so much that I, I try being a good person. I mean, that's the best thing I can do. Why do I feel like I don't have a purpose? Right. And then I realized, you know, everybody has their own way of finding that fulfillment. Mm. And for me, it would be that I'd really have to be pulled out of my comfort zone, that there is no security blanket, there is no going home at night, There, it's I have to fend for myself, I have to appreciate what I have here, I have to be really grateful for everything I have, and as part of showing that gratitude is really giving as much as I can to others. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I, I can absolutely relate to everything you're saying now. <laughs> um, well, you know, having, having grown up in uh, basically in privilege, right? I grew up in the USA, and I happen to be also a white male. Um, I, I grew up in middle-class America. The world has essentially been handed to me as my oyster. Um, and so what does that mean for me? It means, well, it gives me the opportunity to do what I'm doing right now, walking the earth and all this stuff. Um, but along with that, it's kind of like, with great power comes great responsibility, uh, as they say in Spider-Man. So I... <laughs> um, he's, not gonna, I he's not gonna podcast without mentioning some I have type to do of some kind of dorky <laughs> reference. <Hero. laughs> some comic book hero. I didn't reference Batman yet, though, so... Uh, just wait. Uh, at least I'm diversifying my... Don't try, my it'll come, references. Mike. <laughs> yeah, Batman will come. Um, but I do feel, though, uh, kind of like what you're saying, you know, I, since I have been put in this position of privilege. Uh, I believe I have a responsibility to now pay that forward. Um, what can I do um, to try to make the world a better place? And um, I, I kind of, for me, and I, I talk, I've talked about this, I think, before on the show, where I kind of, for me, the process is I'm doing this exploration bit of understanding the world, understanding myself better. That's what I'm doing right now, basically. And then it, be, it will it will come to, it will present itself, I think. Like, hey, here's the way, um, here's the way I can do to help people, basically. And it's not just even like, I, I think it's also kind of a way of life, almost. It's like, where can I go about, for me, it's like, what can I do in, in my everyday life? Where is there someone I can help? What can I do? Um, and so, yeah, I, I guess I'm just saying I agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> I think what you're doing is actually like a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, you're, you're going and you're saying, okay, well, I'm going to, I, you know, which is, it's great that you kind of, you figured out how you're going to do, what you're going to do to go and help. Yeah, how? And you're going and doing it. That's, that's despite your fears. <laughs> taking action is, There's a lot. is a great, no, that's a great step. And how long, how long are you going to be in Africa for? So right now, I'm supposed to be there for 28 days, um, but I'd be lying if I said I'm doing everything I can to convince myself that I should come back and start my life. Um, but my heart is just like, I, I need to stay longer. Because um, a month is not a long time. I just feel like it's not, it's not, I, I could do so much more. Um, mm. Do you have like a firm back end? Do you, do you like have to leave in a month? 
or is this no so the way that south africa works because i'm a u.s citizen i can stay mm. for up to 90 days after 90 days i do have to go through the whole visa process and all that you can stuff. always do a visa run though right you can just like go to the next country over come back in mm -hmm. which is very common uh, around here um <laughs> <laughs> like are you speaking from experience <laughs> i haven't done a visa run but i almost did one. i was in when i was in thailand um so i didn't apply for any kind of advanced visa so i had a 30 days on arrival and um it came down to it and i thought i, I didn't even want to leave thailand i was loving it um and so but my 30 days came up and so i had to decide do i want to do a visa run where it basically Wait for a visa. Wait, they have a whole industry around this, where you, it takes like seven hours. So it's a, it kind of actually it's like an all-day thing, and you pay however much money it costs. I don't remember exactly, but you basically spend the day. You drive to the next country over, cross the border, do some paperwork, cross right back in. Wow. Uh, and it's a whole industry wow. around around visa runs. And so I was debating, okay, so do I want to do a visa run, get a new, you know, leave the country, come back, have another however much time it is, or what I ended up electing to do was, I didn't want to just spend the day doing that, I just went to the next country, which was Laos. Um, <laughs> and now you're, and now, now now you're in Cambodia. Laos. Are you still, no, you're I'm still, in Cambodia now. Oh, you're in Cambodia. I was in Laos. Crap, Yeah, man. I was in Laos, torpedoed through Laos. Um, and, and we can talk about that more in another, uh, maybe the next episode. Um, sure. But, uh, yeah, currently in Cambodia, though, which is a cool place. Well, but yeah, I mean, it's good for your co-host to know where you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cambodia is the country I'm currently in. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, you're the. You're so kind and benevolent. Yeah, but I mean, I guess circling back to okay, so there, yeah, there's a whole industry around visa runs. So I imagine I haven't been to Africa um, yet, uh, but I would imagine that there's a similar. Uh, similar kind of thing going on because there's got to yeah. be people in South Africa. I mean, if there's a demand for it, there's going to be people that do it. So yeah. I imagine there's other people in South Africa kind of in your position who their visa's up and they want to go and stay longer. Or maybe you can just go to the, the embassy or something and get this extended or whatever. But there's ways to work it out, I guess. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I just need to mentally figure out what can I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, do you plan to... Um, do you plan to travel to other countries after the um, the period in Africa, or are you again? Like, I don't know if you said this in jet in joking, or if you really are just coming straight back, or what's the no, plan? So the plan for financial reasons, because I, I do have bills here, and because of just figuring my life out, um, I will. Are have these to mostly come like back. student loans you have? Oh, no, no, bills, just bills, okay. normal bills. <laughs> um, I will come back, but my goal, because, and I have been messaging Mike and about how I feel like, you know, why did I wait so long to do this? It shouldn't have taken this long. Um, I definitely see myself making this either a yearly trip. Um, the lady, when I did my interview process with Sparrow, the woman that interviewed me is in Chicago, and she's like this vice president for Goldman Sachs, and, and she interviewed me, and I asked her how did she get involved with Sparrow, and she said that she was in a similar situation where she felt like she'd been working, but she wanted more from her life. The only thing is that she waited until she was well into her 50s to go and volunteer, and now she goes back every year, and I feel like if I can start that in my 20s, there's no, there's no end limit to how much I can do 
as I grow older, as I really dedicate myself, you know, I can start with a month, you know, if in a few years I can take a little bit longer time off and go, or if every year I make even two weeks, I honestly feel like if I connect with the kids and if the response is great, why can't I use my vacation every year to go and really right. give myself to these kids, you know? And, and I'm sure like, yeah, there will be points where I'm gonna be like, I really wanna be on a beach. I really wanna be, you know, with my feet in the sand. But I think the greater purpose is if I can do something for the world, um, you know, everything else will fall yeah. into place. Yeah. And you know what? There's also nothing wrong with taking time for you as well. And you shouldn't ever feel bad for that either. Um, so, yeah, go to this beach. Kick your toes around <laughs> in the sand for a little bit. That's all good. I mean, I, I mean, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, basically, um, so as far as bills go, though, just throwing this out there as a thought, but if you actually are um, planning on doing extended travel, your bills will go away. You won't have electricity, internet, water bills, whatever. I don't know which ones you're specifically you're talking about. I mean, uh, that's why I asked if it was like student loans. But if you're talking about just house bills and that kind of thing, you know, if you're actually going to Africa for some or somewhere else for a period, that problem actually resolves itself. So just some food for thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, your rent for January was pretty awesome. That is pretty I've been quoting that everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, yeah. You can. You can, if you're in this region of the world, uh, you can find accommodation for under five dollars a night, uh, and it's not difficult to find. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is in Thailand or in India or you know, basically South, broader Southeast Asia. And I, don't, I haven't been to Africa, but I imagine there's probably similar accommodations. You're staying. I mean, this said, I'm not staying necessarily in five-star hotels, but I am staying in pretty clean places right. um, that have. Uh, and it that five bucks a night includes all my water, all my electricity, my my internet that I'm using right now. Um, <laughs> so, you know, your your bills basically will start to vanish. You just have. How do your, you find these places? You just, I mean, they're all around everywhere. I mean, you can look on hostelworld.com and find some, but usually I don't even do that at this point. Uh, I just when I go to a new city, I get off the bus and just walk around and find a place. Um, and that's a thing that's kind of a foreign concept to Americans, I think, right, is everyone wants to have a big a plan. you got to have a plan. So you have to know when you get to a place, I know I have to know exactly my transportation situation. I have to know exactly the place I'm staying. I have to know even my itinerary. On day one, I'm going to this temple. On day two, I'm going to this uh, waterfall, whatever. Um, but having done some long-term travel now, um, you kind of drop that because it becomes very clear that, well, number one, you don't have to do that. You can just show up to a city and you can find accommodations and it always works out. It always works out. Um, and number two, you're better off for it because you're not constrained by uh, having a plan already. Because who knows, maybe I'm on the bus to a city and on the bus ride, I meet, and this has happened to me, I meet somebody cool and I wanna hang out with that person. So maybe I wanna go stay at the same place this person's staying. Um, you never know what's going to present itself. So, yeah, and, and again, this is a very foreign concept a, a lot of times to people, um, but you can do it. So you don't have to, yeah. I guess the answer is don't worry about it. It'll work itself out. <laughs> yeah, Lavina, like that makes me think like, so you're, you're only going for a month. You're, you're going for a month and then you're coming back, but you said you're quitting your job, so you actually have to quit your job in order to go for this month, and then when you come back, are they gonna take you back, or are you gonna start from square one? 
No, I'm going to start from square one. My job was actually awesome. They they offered to hold my job while I left, and I just felt like this was the perfect chapter where, you know, I've worked at my job, and that chapter, go and do something that I've always wanted to do, come back, and then start a fresh chapter and, and figure out where life takes me. Wow. Yeah, that's perfect. Awesome. That's um, that's awesome. That's very. That's the very opposite of very of being risk averse. <laughs> like, yeah, so. you're living life on the wild side, my friend. Well, I I wish I I wish I could say I was going for longer, um, but I also think that the way that it's panning out, like yes, I'm going now only for a month, but here's hoping that you know who knows what happens if it takes me someplace else soon after or. You know, if I'm there and I just change my mind and, and stay a little bit longer or, you know, what have you. I got yeah. you. But you, you can, you do have some flexibility built in. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe you're, maybe you do your 90 days and you do a run, a visa run and stay longer. Who, uh, you have the whole world of options, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> so don't well, limit I, yourself. I, I will say this. I, uh, I'm planning to go to Cape Town. Um, and mm. I don't have any hotel plans. I don't know anybody. So that will actually end up being risk averse Lavina trying to figure out where to get to after getting off of a plane. So we'll see how it goes. Awesome. <laughs> and so I'm curious. I mean, obviously, I'm, I support everything you're talking about. Yeah, you, you left your job to go do a good cause, go see the world, all those things, beautiful. Um, how did somebody uh, as self-described risk averse as you are, uh, how did you convince yourself that, you know, I guess, and I, I'm actually curious to get my mind back in that mental space of, oh, that period, where you are right now, it's like, oh, that period right before you're about to quit your job, and oh my God, is this right? What's go I mean, what's your thought process now? Oh God, um, I think now it's just too late to turn back, even if I change my mind, no, I'm kidding. True. <laughs> That's not happening. Uh, no, I think so much of it, I've, I underestimated the support. I really thought that it was gonna be a, what are you doing? This is the dumbest decision. And don't get me wrong, I definitely heard that from people that love me the most. There were some that were just like, this isn't necessary. Um, my own mom, you know, really felt like, you know, why don't you work on your career, really keep working at it. And then when you're more financially stable and really settle down in your life, then take the time to go and, and volunteer. But I also feel like there's always an excuse. There's always a reason not to do something. And I got tired of making that excuse. And, you know, in 2011, I fundraised for these AIDS orphans in Ethiopia, and I fundraised for the AIDS walk in DC. Um, in the past, I fundraised for numerous organizations, whether it's been disaster relief or whether it's just been local organizations. And I just felt like as much as I enjoy fundraising and teaching people about different causes, it's really time for me to immerse myself um, in a location and with a group of people and, and get to know the people that I'm so passionate about and get to know the people that I work hard to fundraise for. Um, and I think once I finally wrap my head around, this isn't about raising dollars, this isn't about, you know, putting money somewhere and saying, okay, this is my contribution, this is about giving myself as the contribution, that's when I realized everything else will, you know, you'll have to make these decisions, you'll have to do things that may not make sense right now, but I, honest to God, haven't even left the country, and I do believe that whether it be five months from now or five years from now, I'm going to look back on this and say it was the right decision, which it may not be when I return. It may not be if things don't work out when I get back, but I think in the future I'm going to look back on it and see how much it really changed who I am. It, it, I've learned so much about myself without having even left the country that I'm really <laughs> excited to see you know, what's, what's going to happen when I'm there and I happen to lose something that you know, matters to me or 
I have no idea where I am and I have to get my act together. You know, it'll, it'll, it'll be a learning experience in every sense of the word. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it is the right decision um, because it's, how you, it's what you want to do right now and it's what you're feeling is the right thing right now. So that is the right decision for you right now. Uh, and you are going to have experiences where you lose something, someone scams you. That's all going to happen. So go into this <laughs> fully expecting somebody to scam you. Uh, something. Mike, you're not helping crazy. me right now. You're, you're oh. saying the hey. inside <laughs> building. My palms are sweaty. Nah, just <laughs> just like accept it. <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm yeah. telling you right now, someone's going to scam you. Someone's going to con you, whatever. Yeah, you're and gonna, you're going to get past it. You're going to drop your phone. Guys, I'm really street smart. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You're going to be fine. I, I think you hit the nail on the head, though, early when you were saying there's always excuses, right? Like, you, there's always a reason to say, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can do this later. There's a thousand and one things you can use to delay. And wait until you're 50 years old to go and do finally what you want to do with your life. Uh, but you know what? There's no guarantee you're going to get to that point, yeah, that you're going to be 50 and able to do this. Um, I think, it, you know... I don't know. I imagine a world where more people are doing the thing um, that they're passionate about when they're passionate about yeah. it. Um, I, I don't know. I think there's something really great about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. And Carpe diem. You're talking, Lavina, you're talking to two people who have gone through some very similar changes in the past year. Mm. Mike's, Mike's quit his job, moved to, an, uh, well, not moved. Now you're traveling, has no... The road is his I home. guess I live in Cambodia now. He lives in Cambodia. <laughs> in this moment. And a guy, a guy who quit his job um, moved to New York, and I love comedy, and now I'm you know, studying Pursuing comedy. It. So yeah. it, it's, it, I, I think you just joined the club, basically. Welcome to the club. We, <laughs> yes. haven't, hazed, we haven't hazed you quite yet. We're working on that, but uh, uh, this is the first step. Uh, and I, yeah, <laughs> ahead, absolutely. Mike. And you know what? Even and going more, even more along with this, um, what you also said earlier, I was also a really good point that you, you know you're saying your parents, your mom, didn't understand it, right? And to me, that's actually that's been, it always was. And we talked about this a little bit already on the IM. That's the most difficult part is when people don't get it. Um, and that for me, I know it was, it's been, it still is difficult where. I talk to people back home, in particular my parents, uh, who still to this day, they don't, they don't get it. And obviously I'm an adult at this point. I don't need my parents to approve whatever I'm doing. I'm, and I did it anyway, right? Here I am. But there's this part of me that kind of pains that no matter how many conversations I have with my mom and my dad explaining like why I'm doing this, what I'm doing, it's like it never completely seems to sink in. Um, and that, to me, is actually the single most difficult part about this is, um, is just people not getting it. And, but what I would say to you, um, just for me what it's been is don't worry about it, right? Just do it anyway. And you, you are. Do of it. So it's hard. Like, you talk to your mom and she's just like, no, you need to focus on your career, do this and that and the other thing. These are the things you're supposed to be doing. I would say stick to your guns, uh, which you are, of course. It's already too, like you said, it's already too late anyway. Uh, you're doing the right thing. Do the thing that you feel is the thing you need to do in this moment for the world, for yourself, yeah. and you're doing that. And don't let anyone, whether they're your best friend or your mom or whoever, yeah. your favorite mentor, uh, 
just do the thing that you think is do what you need to do, and you're doing that. Do so you're it. already doing it. Every um, every time Mike's give gives me this speech, it just makes me depressed that I'm not traveling the world. <laughs> <laughs> come with, come with, you let's go to South Africa. <laughs> I, you, honey, you got bills. I got bigger bills. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, for I you, just Matt, said, honey, I've it's... never said that in a sentence. I've never you're used that. You're from Baltimore. You're from Hun We're... City. Come but on. But I man. said, honey. I said, honey. When is... Oh, honey. When have you ever? Is... My dad calls my mom honey. I've never used that phrase. Castle, you oh. gotta buy me a drink. Never before. say you can never. Call me honey. That's oh. All, right. <laughs> All right. Well, you're coming to New York, right? <laughs> my flight's out of New York. No, I'm kidding. It's not. Oh, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I would definitely. You do can. That. You can do it. You can do all the things. You guys can meet up for a drink, and then you can quit your job and come go to Africa also and Yay. Southeast Asia. Do Dang. all the things, man. Uh, um, just tell me but the But you're speed. following your passion now, man, right? You're, you're doing the comedy, right? Absolutely. So you are doing it. Like you just Absolutely. said, you, you quit your job in Syracuse so you can move to New York City, pursue comedy. So you're still doing the thing. True. It's a matter of what's the thing that you most are passionate about in this moment, and if you're doing that, then do it. Now, if you decide that, hey, I want to do travel you should do that actually also <laughs> but <laughs> a traveling comedian let's do both let's all go meet in uh another country and um let's play uh up the river down the river and kings and queens and then we'll play uh other <laughs> drinking games that you learned along the road mike yeah well it's funny because a lot of them are the same they're just different like different <laughs> versions of them <laughs> oh, really? Everyone's got like the uh, yeah. There are some new ones I've learned, but they're also very familiar ones. You know, kings is a common one, and it's just everyone's got their different rules and whatever. Awesome. <laughs> um, um, I did want to. I did want to ask Lavina a question. There's all right. I, I get your cause. I love it. I I support it. Um, my only beef is that. With the money you're going to... What's gonna your beef with orphans? I have yeah. beef. Not what, do you, what do you... It's not you the like orphans. Come it's on. Not the, I love orphans. I love them. <laughs> I saw The Little Rascals. I love that movie. Why do you uh, hate kids with AIDS? Come I, on. Dude, I did not say that. Do not put words in my mouth. <laughs> I, the, the beef I have is in your description. You says, okay, so where will my money go if I donate? And you say, oh, supplies, school supplies, clothing. That's cool. Then you say trips for the kids. Many of the kids have never been to a zoo, a movie theater, or McDonald's. My beef is don't take them to McDonald's. They don't need the indigestion. They That's don't true. need the indigestion. They don't need the beef. <laughs> Your beef is the beef. It is the it it, it, it it's not real beef. So uh, yeah. So but I, I actually, will tell you guys this. I I am a vegetarian, so I actually will not even enjoy McDonald's with the kids. But what I did find out in my entire... I can't even talk to you guys without laughing. <laughs> All jokes aside, though, seriously, Castle, I have done stand-up comedy, and it is actually one of the things I'm considering when I get back. So I think it's not a bad yes. idea if you and I both go to Southeast Asia and just become traveling comedians, and everything else just falls into place. Yes. Um, There's a market for that, us. I promise you. There's got to be. <laughs> Nobody will understand us at all. No. <laughs> Um, but no, You'd be surprised, I was actually... man. No, you can do it. There's backpackers, international people. Most international backpackers are speaking English. It's become, to our advantage, I guess, the de facto international language. So there probably is a market for a traveling stand-up comedy. You can go to an open mic. Um, 
you can do anything. And That's I speak three Indian languages, so I'm marketable on that level. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> So you That's can. Awesome. Just That's what's impressed it. you out of this entire conversation. Bam, bam. <laughs> That's it. It's just the languages. That's it. <laughs> Volunteering with orphans means nothing. No. So talk to me about these languages that you speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what do you speak? You speak Hindi and. Um, I I speak Tamil? Hindi. I speak. No, I speak. Um, Are you from That's North? a different part of India. Yeah, 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 no, I, I speak Hindi, I speak Sindhi, which originated in Pakistan, and then when India and Pakistan separated, my family was run into India, um, and then I speak Gujarati, which is another okay. part of India, so. Okay. I, I could make a really bad joke, but I'm not going to. No, make please do. a really bad do. joke. You're a comedian, I thought. I'm not, I'm not, I toy with stand-up. I'm an improv artiste, or act, an aspiring actuar, comedian. actuar. Actor. I was so you so you speak Hindi and you speak Cindy. Do you speak Laverne and Shirley too? Or oh, oh but that was so bad, oh. so bad. Lavina's not getting a drink with you now. Oh shit! <laughs> I told but you. But now you bad. have That's to come watch me tongue. perform stand up in Chinatown, DC, and you know fake laugh at my jokes. Oh, no, that's awesome. That's sick. Um, we're definitely gonna post that on our website if you want us to. Uh, no, what that my stand-up comedy in DC? No, absolutely not. I actually don't like people to know when I'm doing stand-up comedy. Okay. <laughs> Why right. not? You had to promote your shit. Come on. No, because you know what? It's so much easier to make your friends laugh because a they're probably doing it out of pity, or b you bought them so many drinks that they'll laugh at anything you say. But it's a lot harder to make strangers laugh. And hey. I think the greatest thing about comedy is like you know exactly the results. Either people are laughing at you or they're not laughing at you. And if they're complete strangers and you make them laugh, maybe you're funny. So a you don't want to bribe the audience. You want to you want to test no. if your if your material is actually good. I can Exactly. And and honestly, when I did stand up, I really enjoyed it because I was one of three females and it's such a male dominated world that there's like this thrill. And I came home and I was like telling people, I was like, honest to God, any fear that you've ever in your life ever had of public speaking will be pulled out of you if you do stand up comedy because you are up there and you go balls to the wall. Either you're going to succeed or fail and you'll know immediately whether mm -hmm. you suck or you're actually decent yep. yeah and i didn't suck for the record i was actually pretty good <laughs> all right modesty was not a joke obviously <laughs> <laughs> well uh i will uh definitely like to share notes off air um faux show faux show faux show <laughs> get it well no mike's not in vietnam that'd be really no good they have faux here they do have faux here it's yeah you can of course I had fun. I'm right next. I'm right next to Vietnam, so they've got I'll, influences. I actually got, I got uh, Indian food too. I got a tali yesterday, but it was like Dude, uh, that's phenomenal. The tali is like the greatest Indian food ever. It's like a plate with all these different sauces and rice and stuff. In India, you can get it for less than a buck, all you can eat. Although here, it's more like five dollars. Um, so there's a bit of a price hike in Cambodia versus India. Um, still, you know what you can get for five dollars in, in America? Yeah, nothing. Uh, no, you can get a Subway sandwich Subway that sandwich. the bread is made out of yoga mat material. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always funny because I, I, every all the prices are all relative, right? So I think, okay, $5 for tali 
that's so expensive because in India this was less than a buck. But then I think back, if I was in the U.S. and I went to an Indian restaurant and ordered this dish, it would probably cost me $25, $30. Mm -hmm. um, so it's all relative. <laughs> I like being in a situation where $5 is expensive, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Foot long. That's what we get here. $5 foot long. <laughs> Yeah. Don't you miss that, Mike? Do you miss the annoying jingles on American television? Mm. I have YouTube. I can, if I'm ever feeling <laughs> lonely, I can just search. <laughs> I can search on YouTube. <laughs> Five. Uh, Five dollar uh, foot long. But yeah, I will. It's I guess February. We'll bring, it's February. Huh? Yes. February. February. Oh, geez. Well, um, I guess I'll just bring it, bring things back maybe. Uh, so lav. <laughs> Five dollar foot long. And lav2africa.com, L-A-V, number two, africa.com. Um, you are still raising money um, to help these children with AIDS that live in South Africa. Um, you're helping them. You're getting them. So you're going to take them on excursions, give them presents, teach them yoga, teach them how to express themselves through writing, um, doing a whole lot of wonderful things. And so anyone who's out there who wants to support this uh, wonderful cause, um, go to laugh2africa.com. Uh, I don't know anything else you want to add to that to that plug. That's my best version of plugging your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean all I can say is you know in the last 16 days, I have learned more about kindness than I have learned in all my years of being alive. Honest to God, and maybe that's just that I've had a terrible upbringing. I don't know. I'm kidding. Um, sorry, mom. <laughs> but <laughs> but honestly, you know getting donations from Singapore, from Thailand, people that have never met me. I haven't spoken to some of these people in over a decade. And I had one girl that emailed me and said she lost her job, but she saw the website on somebody's Facebook. I guess somebody shared a link or whatnot, and she wanted to do whatever she could to donate, and she donated 50 bucks. And I'm just sitting there thinking, this 50 bucks could have gotten her groceries or something. Yeah. But she felt compelled to donate, and it's just... I, tr I honestly underestimated how much people are willing to be supportive and really believe in a cause. And, and as much as I say that this is a dream of mine, I really think that more and more people are joining in on the journey. And it's not just my dream. It's now becoming everyone's dream. And, and to see that support, I, I could say it's left me speechless, but clearly it's not. But let's just <laughs> say that I, I, I don't think I fully wrapped my head around how much people are willing to believe in a cause. And I, to say thank you is almost an understatement. Um, and so thank you guys, honestly, for, for giving me the time and, and not telling me that I'm a crazy person, which you more than are welcome to do so. Um, Actually, you are a crazy that. person, but yeah. so am I, and so is everybody. <laughs> yeah. um, I always say everybody's normal until you get to know them. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're all crazy. We're all crazy in our own um, ways. With, with that, crazy Lavina in her office space T-shirt, we which we will post a picture of after yes. this podcast. Um, we want to ask. I raise my sippy cup to you. <laughs> and uh, sippy yes. cup will be in the in the photo. Um, <laughs> we just want to sum things up. Thank you very much for, for being on here. We want to ask you, uh, what is one thing that you want to do before you die? One thing that I've always wanted to do before I die is teach somebody how to read. Nice. Awesome. You're probably going to do that really shortly. Let's hope so. Honestly, I mean, 
teaching somebody how to express their feelings through writing would be great. Um, but if I can teach a child how to read, it, not just a child, keep in mind that Sparrow is a hospice and an orphanage. I'll just be working with the kids. Um, I volunteer at a hospice in DC um, and it, it can be challenging, I think for me on a mental level to walk away from a hospice and, and not internalize the things that I see there. So I've decided to work with the kids. Um, but you know, if at some point I have the opportunity to work with the adults and whether it be a five-year-old kid or a 50-year-old adult, if I can teach somebody how to read and kind of open their eyes up to a new world, um, I think that'd be one of the coolest experiences. Awesome. Wonderful. All right. Well, uh, Lavina, thank you very much for joining us. Um, it, we enjoyed the uh, opportunity to speak to you. We wish you good luck on your journey. Mr. Laugh2Africa.com. Laugh2Africa.com. <laughs> Michael, as always, it's a pleasure. And this is Justin Castle signing off from Walking the Earth Podcast. Thanks for being with us, and we'll talk to you next time.